0: Hey, Unnaturalists, I'm Emily.
1: I'm Andy.
0: And welcome back to your favorite true crime podcast, Unnatural.
1: Yes. Good to be back.
0: It is good to be back, but I have some news. Most of you don't know, but um, my personal life has been in shambles for several months now, and I have made the difficult decision to step away from the podcast for a little while, Um, I really just need to focus on me and my mental health and my joy. And unfortunately, yeah, that does mean that I'm going to have to step away for a little while. But the good news is, is that the podcast is not completely going away because Andy is going to carry on the legacy.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to at first, to be honest, just because for people who don't know, the podcast was your idea back in the day. In fact, you had to kind of talk me into it, remember? I
0: did. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And, But it's grown to be really important to me over the years. And unlike you, I'm not a single parent. And apparently, I have a lot of free time (laughs) on my hands. So I'm happy to carry it on in some capacity. It's not gonna be the same podcast without you, obviously. Um well it's
0: probably good news for like those few people who left reviews that don't like me. Maybe <laughs> they'll come back and start listening again.
1: <laughs> You're never gonna please everybody though. That's the thing. I but, know,
0: but it's funny to joke about.
1: And people do have to realize we're an independent podcast. We do all of this ourselves the research, the note-taking, the recording, the production, the social media, it's all us. So it can get kind of time-consuming, especially, you know, when you have a whole other life that when you're dealing with. When time is
0: limited and serotonin is low.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I'm not the only one. We're all going to miss you. and. I just can't wait to have you back, even though you haven't even left yet. I can't wait to have you back at some point, but take your time. It's
0: not goodbye. It's I'll see you later.
1: Well, on that note, I wish I could say we were going to go out on a high note, but since this is a true crime podcast, Mm -hmm. it means we're going to talk about some murder again today. (laughs) I know. Shocker. Are you shocked?
0: What a terrible turn of events.
1: Emily, I apologize. I know how you feel about my home state, but we are going to go back to Iowa for your last hoorah here. Are you okay with that?
0: Mm, Do I have a choice?
1: (laughs) Well, Iowa is not that bad of a place. Now, you being in Minnesota, you guys always kind of make fun of Iowa.
0: Idiots out walking around. Exactly. No offense to our Iowegian listeners.
1: (laughs) And contrary to popular belief, Iowa isn't just flat farmland in fact there are plenty of places scattered around the state that really stand out yeah there's like a couple of
0: moderately sized hills you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny you say that because there's the los hills and they're in the western part of the state and they were shaped over millions of years by the wind there's also Backbone State Park, which has a place called the Devil's Backbone, which I've hiked many times, really cool place. There's even the mysterious effigy mounds found in the picturesque Mississippi Valley part of Iowa. But there's also a series of caves located in the eastern part of the state near the Illinois border, right by the town of Makokoda, which is not the easiest town to say or spell, unless you're from the area, then you're just used to it. But Makokata itself is a quiet town of around 6,000 people, but it's really the caves that draw in the tourists. This is the area where the Schmidt family from the Iowa city of Cedar Falls was camping in July of 2022. The family consisted of wife and mother, Sarah, 42 years old. Husband and father, Tyler, also 42 years old, and their two children, nine-year-old Arlo and six-year-old Lula. Tragically, three of the four members of the Schmidt family would be dead before their camping trip was over. And the man who is said to have perpetrated these crimes was on the surface one of the most improbable people you could imagine. That is until investigators dug a little deeper into his background. This is the story of the Makokata Cave murders.
2: Reports of a possible shooting. We have no other information. Now I'm saying they were in a tent, I'm not sure which campground they're actually
0: in. Three members of the Schmidt family were murdered in their tent by 23-year-old Anthony Sherwin.
2: This was completely random, nobody in either families knew anybody. We didn't know the suspect, the suspect didn't know us. This family was enjoying a vacation together at Maquoketa Cave State Park before they became the unsuspecting victims in the shooting. Are you a fan
1: of caves and going to explore them?
0: Yes and no. I think caves are cool. I have been in a few, like, on tours and whatnot. But if you want to, but, like, also, um, what's that movie? The Descent? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to go in a cave where I have to have, like, full rock climbing gear, (laughs) and it's not, like, pre-lit, and you can just, like, walk down a nice little path with the tour guide, I want nothing to do with
1: it. So you want a cave where you can just walk in and walk back out? Yes. Well, most of these caves in Maquoketa are like that. It's one of the coolest places I've ever been to in my life. I would say it's probably about a four-hour drive from where you live. The rocks were formed millions of years ago when that part of the state was actually covered by a large, shallow, tropical sea, which is hard to imagine in the state of Iowa a tropical sea. (laughs) Yeah. But it existed there at one point, but they're absolutely breathtaking. There's a bunch of trails that connect all of the caves together in the state park. The caves were once used by Native Americans in the area. And one of them in particular called the Dance Hall Cave is said to be one of the largest caves in the Midwest. It's around 1,100 feet long with also a large amount of endangered bats in there too. How would you like to be alone in there at night? No. (laughs) So this is where the Schmidt family had decided to go camping in the summer of 2022. Sarah Schmidt was, she worked in the library in the city of Cedar Falls. And it sounds like Tyler was in I.T. professional working for a company in Kansas City, but he was able to work remotely from home, which is awesome.
0: We love remote work.
1: So the Schmitz were described as kind of the quintessential Midwest family, one that everyone looked up to. Tyler grew up in neighboring Waterloo. He was an Eagle Scout as a kid. He loved hiking, cooking and apparently had a deep affinity for pets. Sarah grew up in Kansas City, Kansas, went to Truman State University in Missouri. She went backpacking in Belize with her mother, and she met Tyler in her 20s. Apparently, one of his big things was cooking unique and delicious family meals, and one of her favorite things to do was to make the kids their very own Halloween costumes every year. Cute. Yeah. Sounds like an adorable family. And they were a close-knit family. They had lived in Cedar Falls for about four years after moving from Kansas. Neighbors said that when it was nice outside, you would almost always find them outdoors. And often, Sarah and Tyler would find new parks for their children to explore and enjoy. From what I researched, this was the first time that the family had been to Makokota Caves State Park together. And by all accounts, they were all very excited about it. When you look it up online, you're like, oh, my God, that's in Iowa. We got to go there. I was lucky enough to have a mom growing up who kind of did the same thing with me. She would always take me to a different state and county park as a kid. Some of my fondest memories are of her picking me up from kindergarten grabbing some lunch and finding a new park to explore.
0: Yeah, we did that all the time too.
1: Did you? Mm-hmm. I always felt special because my sister was still in school and then me and my mom would get to go to the park. You know cuz oh, kinderg- kindergarten gets out earlier than regular yeah. school. But being murdered in cold blood by a stranger would had to have been the farthest thing from the Schmidt's mind on that weekend. Self-defense from a madman isn't exactly something you put on your itinerary when planning a vacation. But unbeknownst to his parents, 23-year-old Anthony Orlando Sherwin of La Vista, Nebraska had other ideas. Just like the Schmidt's, the Sherwins were camping at Maquoketa Caves State Park that Friday. But unlike the Schmidt's, the Sherwins came to the campground armed with a bevy of guns, which they kept in their vehicle. Now, while Joe and Cecilia had, by all accounts, been responsible gun owners over the years, their son, Anthony, was traveling with a different kind of weapon. It was called a ghost gun. And we'll get to more on what that is in just a little bit. At 6 a.m. on the morning of July 22nd, all four of the Schmidt's, Tyler, Sarah, Arlo, and Lula, were asleep in their tent within the park. This is when Anthony Sherwin zipped down the tent door, entered the small enclosure, and began his killing spree. Sherwin shot and stabbed Tyler to death in front of his family. Sarah Schmidt was stabbed to death. And Lula, just a six-year-old girl, was shot and strangled to death.
0: Shot and strangled? What the fuck? That is so awful.
1: And just seconds before, they had all been sleeping, and they woke up in terror to this random act of horrific violence. Yeah, The only saving grace from this entire traumatic event was that nine-year-old Arlo miraculously managed to somehow get out of the tent where he literally ran for his life. He ran until he found the first person he saw. It was an older woman who, once she heard what Arlo told her, immediately called 911. When the dispatcher asked her what her name was, she answered Cecilia Sherwin, Anthony Sherwin's own mother. Initially, when Cecilia called 911, the dispatcher was unable to locate a park ranger as the phone went to the the park ranger's voicemail on the first try. But eventually, after 23 long minutes, the ranger arrived and found three of the Schmidt family members dead in their tent. Now, to my knowledge, the entire call hasn't been released to the public. If it is, I can't find the whole call, but a portion of it has been released. And in this clip, Emily, you'll hear both Cecilia and Arlo speak to the dispatcher.
2: Yeah, this is Sheriff's office. Have you found out anything else? No.
1: No, we're waiting at the... Okay.
2: Um, where are you exactly at up there in the campground? <clears throat> at the entrance. You're at the entrance? With the little boy. Who is in the tent? Uh, me and my mother, my,
3: my sister, and my dad.
2: So what happened in there?
3: Uh, I woke up and there was, like, someone in that, like, black clothes, and they had a weapon, and... My sister was screaming.
2: I think they were hurt. You think they were hurt? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear any shots? Or what kind of weapon yeah. did he have? Uh,
0: I think it was some kind of small gun. My fucking heart. I think they were hurt. That poor fucking
1: baby. I know. But, it, I mean, he sounds so brave, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. I mean... well. Does the mom, the mom doesn't know, like the lady doesn't know that it was her son that's responsible at this point?
1: That's the interesting thing about this, because according to the reports I read, Cecilia also reported her son missing during this 911 call, apparently unaware that he was the killer. Now... Anthony Sherwin was found a few hours later in a wooded area about a mile away, dead from a self inflicted gunshot wound.
0: Of course he was. Yeah. Fucking asshole.
1: Mm hmm. And again, absolutely no rhyme or reason to this. Not that murder, not that there's ever a reason to murder someone, but. The whole case is just so random. It's just hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. The park itself was completely shut down for about a week. The campground, from what I understand, didn't reopen for over a month after that.
0: How old did you say the guy was again? The killer? Yeah.
1: 23. Okay. Apparently, he was an aspiring businessman his mom had said but he was currently unemployed Mm. one of the things that baffled people most about this case was as we mentioned just how random it was and sarah's brother spoke about that
2: right now everybody's doing it as well as expected uh dealing with um Severely tragic event. This was completely random. Nobody in either families knew anybody. We didn't know the suspect. The suspect didn't know us Um, We don't know of any interaction that occurred It was simply this individual woke up that morning and decided to pick a tent uh, and walk into that tent where My sister and her family was sleeping and never got a chance to wake up about a year and a half ago they started camping for the first time and the kids took to it immediately so that was their their thing that they love to do as a family uh was to get outside and be together but we're able to basically deal with it however we possibly can moving forward with the family to ensure but at the same time ensuring that arlo has the maximum amount of love and support that he can get while we're here the overwhelming support has just been incredible from friends and family throughout the country on social media platforms in person Uh, The Cedar Falls area and the authorities here in the community have been incredible as well. The support that we've gotten has definitely helped and created a, a blanket of comfort for us.
1: It was just a family doing what they loved and they were senselessly gunned down for absolutely no reason.
0: Horrific.
3: Are you intrigued by the dark side of things like murder, kidnapping, and sex cults? What about when the criminal is your favorite musician or actor or director or writer? Hollywood might look like all glitz and glamour until you take a closer look, but I'll tell you one thing, that kind of point of view can make you more vulnerable. From Roman Polanski to Mackenzie Phillips to Judith Barsi to Kurt Cobain. Some are predators, and some are prey. I'm Dee West, and I just might ruin your childhood. Follow my podcast, Broken Limelight, where I cover celebrity true crime stories. For more information, visit BrokenLimelight.com. Again, that's Broken Limelight. Follow it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: At this time, almost a year and a half later, no motive has ever been uncovered. There is absolutely no clear indication as to why Anthony Sherwin did this, as he had a completely clean record. No arrests, no issues with the law. One of the lead investigators in the case said, and I quote, "Sometimes motives aren't revealed, and at this time, we don't have any information that would lead us to a motive in this." That's Mitch Morvet. He is uh, assistant director of the Iowa Department of Criminal Investigation. Anthony's mother, Cecilia, however, she seems to have thought, at least at the time, that her son was innocent of these crimes, saying that he was not capable of killing this Iowa family. She was the one who initially reported him missing, as we mentioned, only to find out later that he was the prime suspect. It seems that one of the biggest reasons she thinks her son didn't kill the Schmidt family is that when Arlo ran into her that morning, she asked him what the killer was wearing. And Arlo told her the killer was in black when, in fact, he was in green, which, in my opinion, is semantics. It's a nine-year-old kid who is clearly traumatized and likely will be for the rest of his life. And if it was dark green, especially in the early morning, that can Mm -hmm. look a lot like black.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it kind of sounds like she was in denial, making excuses.
0: I mean, which like I get like I get that, you know, you don't want to believe that your kid is capable of something like that. But then like like there does come a point where you have to accept it when the evidence is like staring
1: you in the face. And maybe she has since then. I have not seen anything in the media to suggest that. But maybe she has. She also later said that she believed her son. And I'm paraphrasing here. She believed that he sprang into action when he heard the initial gunshots, grabbed his homemade gun and went after the assailant. Now, investigators would say that the family had multiple guns inside their car, but it was Anthony's homemade device that was used in these killings. His parents told investigators that their son did have a fascination with guns, but not so much anymore. But yet, okay, yet they did confirm that they were aware of the homemade ghost gun that he had built prior to their camping trip in Iowa. They claimed that he brought the gun to protect the family due to the rising threat of crime in this country. Mm -hmm. which that right there, first of all, just for anybody who's curious, violent crime has actually gone down in the U S now the reporting of violent crime is on the rise, but Mm -hmm. violent crime itself has actually gone down just so you know. So what is a ghost gun? Well, a ghost gun is an untraceable weapon that can be made with parts bought at a store or online. Making one requires no background check. And while some states have laws and restrictions against them, Iowa is not one of those states. Mm. Sarah, Tyler, and Lula were all laid to rest together at a private ceremony in late July of 2022 at the Greenwood Cemetery in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Arlo is now being raised by his extended family members, from what I understand. And obviously, his life is changed forever because of this totally random chance occurrence meeting with a madman. Crazy. God, that's I feel
0: so t- sad.
1: So bad that's for
0: the kid. So sad. Yeah.
1: I found Arlo's GoFundMe page, and a woman by the name of Beth Shapiro organized it. In it, she says, quote, Arlo lost both of his parents, Sarah and Tyler Schmidt, and his six-year-old sister Lula, to a senseless act of violence during a family vacation at a state park in Iowa on July 22nd. Arlo is a strong boy surrounded by family and friends who are supporting him as best we can. Some of you have asked how you might help. So we created this fund to allow anyone who would like to help Arlo. We will use the generous donations to help Arlo now and to build some savings for his future education. As the organizer, I will be receiving the donations on behalf of the family and establishing a trust fund in Arlo's name. And the GoFundMe is still active, and it's raised almost three hundred thousand dollars for all. Oh our my law. god,
0: that's amazing! Yeah, not that like any amount of money is ever gonna take away that trauma or bring his family back, but I'm sure like
1: it's gonna it's, help him though. I yeah, mean, yeah, it'll help him as much as it can, as much as a monetary thing can. Yeah, you know, and he's gonna need it. That's for sure. And if you want to shed some tears, I encourage you to. Read some of the comments on that page, like from Farmstead Preschool in Cedar Falls, which wrote, quote, in honor of our alum Lula and the light that she brought to the world, end quote.
0: Stop it.
1: And also Jennifer wrote, quote, Arlo and family. I met Sarah through our biologist's knitting group at Kansas University. I knew her to be a kind, funny, joyful, creative, and always supportive person. We all had many discussions, laughs, and some tears over our weekly knitting pizza and brownies. I'm so sorry she is gone. She was well-loved by the folks she met through Kansas University. Right now, grief may be your whole life, And then you'll slowly rebuild other aspects of your life around your grief and carry it with you. Grief is another way to love someone, end quote, which I thought was a beautiful message.
0: Rip my heart out and stomp on it repeatedly.
1: You can donate, by the way, still to Arlo at GoFundMe.com slash F slash Arlo hyphen Schmidt.
0: We'll put a link in the show notes.
1: We'll put some links up there as well. And I'm going to have to get better at that when you take a break here because I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. Absolutely terrible. Well, I mean,
0: like, I can still help with that and like social media posting, but.
1: Okay. I'll I'll probably ask you for that a time or two.
0: I charge by the hour (laughs) a million dollars per post.
1: So that's. That's it. That's the story of the Maquoketa State Park Caves murders, which obviously very tragic.
0: I'm just mad that we like, I mean, we kind of have a happy ending for
1: Harlow
0: and like the GoFundMe, but um, nobody's in prison. Yeah. My profile is linked in the bio of our Instagram, which you can find by visiting Instagram at Unnatural the Podcast. We also have a Facebook page unnatural true crime podcast i did uh make us a threads account Um, so like that's active it exists but i wouldn't say it's active we no longer use twitter x
1: uh but you can email us
0: oh yeah i forgot email unnatural the podcast at gmail.com be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and share us with your friends. And Andy, we'll talk to you next week, maybe sometime next week, couple I, weeks, next month. I'm
1: trying for next it is week. It's the holiday um,
0: season, so a little bit of we grief. have.
1: I have at least four people who have said that they're going to come on and guest host with me. So,
0: yay!
2: We, we
1: have we have a list. We have a list of people. Uh, one of them is actually my sister, and my sister is going to talk with us about some of the indigenous women in Alaska that have gone missing over the years, which is a huge problem up there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking to a sheriff's deputy about a madman who was once on the loose. And we are also going to be covering a Minnesota case with one of our guest hosts that happened not so long ago.
0: Well, I don't I even know if I listen. should tell you.
1: Yeah, I'm I, you're going to have to listen just like everybody else.
0: That's bullshit.
1: <laughs> I need your downloads.
0: <laughs> you get my downloads and I I I am here and you get my downloads anyway because I listen. Because I got to know what you put for bloopers at the end. My guy. <laughs> I got it cuz you don't tell me that. I don't. How am I going to post on social media if I don't know what it is?
1: It's true. You'll just have to wait and find out.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: But until but then. as
0: always, be sure to make good choices.
1: And don't get got. Bye. We'll miss you.
0: We'll miss you too.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It's been a hell of a ride and take whatever time you need because this is just something we do for fun anyway. So, the fact that we got 103 episodes out of it is pretty amazing.
0: I think it's so amazing and super cool.
1: You do what you need to do, girl. Cheers.
0: What is that? An Arnie parmy? <laughs> <laughs> it's an
1: Arnold Palmer. Arnie Parmy?
0: <laughs> I meant to say I meant to say Arnie Palmer, but
1: <laughs> Yes, it's uh it's an Arnie Parmesan, yeah.
0: It's an Arnie Parmy. <laughs> I'm still recording too, so you'll have that clip.
1: Oh boy, okay, yeah, me too. Makocata itself is a quiet town.
0: Sounds like you're saying Makokanuts.
1: coconuts. <laughs> Maquokada uh It's
0: a bunch of
1: You put the lime in Maquokada Oh
0: there Pick you it go.
1: all up <laughs> Well and I did get some songs ready Some goodbye songs Oh fine um, <laughs> Do you want uh, Do you want me to sing Good riddance by Green Day Please Goodbye Stranger by Supertramp Leaving on a Jet Plane or Bye 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 Which one of those
0: Can we just do like a mashup of all of them
1: It's something unpredictable But in the end Is right I hope you have the time Of your life Bye
0: Bye 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 I don't know if
1: I know any other words to that
0: you wanna be a fool, do you? Something another player in this game for two. You may hate me, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye. I just wanna think... tell you that I had enough. <laughs> ooh, ooh, might sound crazy, but it ain't no that, baby. Bye, bye, bye. But also. If you don't start, if you don't start the next episode where I'm not here by saying something about me not being there and then not being like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> well, in fact, I already thought of this. I'm, I'm still going to leave you in at the very beginning, at the very end.
0: Aww.
1: And I'm probably going to put your socials in there too. Mainly because I just don't want to do it. So, you're still going to be on there reading our socials at the end. Cool. As long as you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. (laughs) Gone, but never forgotten.
1: With also a large amount of endangered bats in there, too. How would you like to be alone in there at night?
0: No. (laughs) Lots of guano. No. And because I listened to, to like a thing about rabies.
1: Yeah, bats have rabies. Well, a lot and of like them.
0: what it does to you as a human if you get bit and you don't get treated.
1: Yeah, I'd get an antidote. I yeah.
0: So did you know that there's only one, I think one documented case of someone who survived rabies?
1: Really? I didn't even know that was. I, I thought everybody who's gotten it died. That's interesting.
0: Gina Geis was only 15 years old when she became the world's first known survivor of rabies without receiving any vaccination.
1: Wow. When did that happen?
0: This article is from 2008. So before that.
1: Interesting. It's crazy. I wonder what was in her DNA. (laughs) It's crazy. Oh, she just happens to have the... She's the one person that has the gene that doesn't respond to rabies i guess it's kind of cool
0: yeah i mean like it sounds like from what i remember without like looking through this article um like she did get very sick and i think she almost died but she
1: oh. didn't crazy
0: yeah use that in two truths and a lie sorry i just thought about that
1: that would be good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> gonna talk about some murder again today um <laughs> I know, shocker. Are you shocked?
0: What a terrible turn of events! Oh my
1: god, I thought I was pushing play on the finance podcast.
0: Have you? I I've, I. <laughs> so I was watching um, Ice Age. Hold on, I gotta the first one. No,
1: like the the animated um, the movies. Dawn of
0: the, yeah, the dawn of the the dawn. Hold on. Hold on, Um, I think it's the Dawn of the Dinosaurs. But there's this Mm. part in there where the monkey, a monkey is like, what a terrible turn of events. (laughs) I love a terrible turn of events and I have just been like obsessed. And then I also did find that it's an odd, listen. What a
3: terrible turn of events.
0: I Can you hear it?
1: A little bit. (laughs) What a terrible turn of events. (laughs) I love a terrible turn of events.
0: So that's just like, that's my new bit. Is like, if someone says something that's like, kind of not great, but also kind of great at the same time. Like, that's what I say. That's my line. That's my bit. And I'm sticking to it.
1: It's a good bit. Like when I have a bad
0: day, but I'm still kicking.
1: I don't, I know it doesn't matter because it's a kid, kids movie, but how is it the dawn of the dinosaurs if the ice age happened after they all died? <laughs> I don't get it. It's a movie, Andy. Okay, just suspend my disbelief. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna try and like girl math that one, but I I'm, I'm coming up, I'm coming up empty.
1: <laughs> my nerd self just was like, How could it be the dawn of the dinosaurs? <laughs> Okay. Well, maybe it was
0: like the very first ice age. Like before, like there was an ice age. History repeats itself. So there had to have been an ice age at some point before the dinosaurs. Yeah, but
1: there weren't like those little mammals around then.
0: You don't know that. How (laughs) do you know? I got the juice.